Welcome back to the Keep Going Cat Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about semaglutide, also known as Ozempic. Another name it goes by is Wagovi and Manjaro. This is a medication that was intended for use by type 2 diabetics, and it has absolutely taken the weight loss industry by storm. I'm going to be talking about the possible side effects and my opinion on this super popular weight loss drug that is now under fire of class action lawsuits. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and add it to your story. I love seeing you listen to my podcast. And one of the best ways to support this podcast is by sharing it with a friend or putting it on your story. Let's get into it. Ozempic is a brand name for the drug semaglutide, and it is one of the newest weight management medications. And it has been in the news quite a bit recently. Now, this drug listed on their website has some pretty serious side effects. I'm reading this directly from ozempic.com. Now, one of the more serious side effects listed is possible thyroid tumors, including cancer. If you are you know, down to be skinny, but cool with getting cancer, like this seems like the drug for you. The other possible side effects include inflammation of your pancreas, which is also known as pancreatitis, changes in vision, low blood sugar, also known as hypoglycemia, kidney problems, including kidney failure, serious allergic reactions, and gallbladder problems. Now, when Ozempic first came into my my knowledge when I first started having clients ask me about it. At first, I had very mixed feelings because I felt that, you know, somebody who has type 2 diabetes or is at risk for serious cardiovascular um, events, like such as like a heart attack or a stroke, like this could be beneficial to them. Now, any drug, any medication obviously comes with side effects. So I felt like if this is something that your doctor is recommending because you are severely obese or you are are in that danger zone for type 2 diabetes, like maybe this could be a last-ditch effort. Say if you have tried everything else, you have tried to lose weight and, you know, the natural approach of increasing your exercise and reducing your calories and you hadn't had success, like maybe this could be an option for you. But I was immediately concerned that we would see the casual weight loss consumer default to using a drug like this. And that's exactly what we've seen. We have seen weight loss clinics across the country begin to offer this drug. We It's just become this super normal thing for women that are lo- looking to lose you know, 5 to 20 pounds. Now, I have personally helped over a hundred women lose a hundred pounds. I have helped thousands of women lose between 10, 15 pounds. I have helped, you know, probably 700 plus women lose 25 to, to 45 pounds. I myself lost 65 pounds. So I am, I have a good pulse on the lifestyle changes that are needed to be made in order to lose weight. And really what bums me out the most about Ozempic is the desire to be skinny trumps your risk for extremely serious side effects. And 
how quickly we went from being thick and, you know, like the body is like the Kardashians being celebrated to skinny is better regardless of my health. Like I saw clients of mine leave my program and go and take an injectable weight loss drug. And now we're seeing these class action lawsuits coming out against Ozempic. Women are experiencing gastresis, which means that their food is not being moved from their stomach into their intestines. This is causing lifelong side effects. We are you know, this could lead to a lifetime of medical interventions. And you have to have surgery if this happens. They're also finding a possible connection to suicidal ideation. So there are people who had were taking Wagovi, which is another name for semaglutide, and now it has to carry a warning label about suicidal behavior. There's an association with gallbladder disease, and these drugs... In the 76 studies that were conducted, the association with gallbladder disease was confirmed. And we saw a huge celebrity wave and influence. You had these celebrities openly speaking about taking Ozempic and then some not being so open about it. So celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, Tracy Morgan, Chelsea Handler, Sharon Osbourne admitted to taking these weight loss drugs. And these stars have huge influence. And so if you're saying like Oprah lose a significant amount of weight from taking a drug, I think a lot of women were like, sign me up. And they weren't totally clear on the side effects of taking a drug like this. Early on, I listened to an interview of Chelsea Handler, where she was talking about how her doctor put her on this injectable medication for weight loss and she went to lunch with a friend and her friend asked her, you know, are you going to order something? And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm not feeling good from this medication I'm taking. And she's like, oh, are you taking Ozempic? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. And she went home and she realized that she had been prescribed a medication for type two diabetes and decided to go off of it. So she didn't even know what the medication that she was going on was called. She, I'm sure, was not aware of these side effects. And I can imagine if someone like Chelsea Handler is unaware of the side effects, then the average consumer is probably very similar. And they're like, well, if it's going to make me skinny, sign me up. And I, I worry how many women ended up on this drug without thinking about the long-term effects of what they were taking. In July, the European Medicines Agency said that it was looking into the risk of thoughts of self-harm and suicidal thoughts with the use of Ozempic. And as of July 11th, the regulator Europe's FDA was evaluating more than 150 reports. In 96 of those reports, the patient had suicidal thoughts and five of them died. Now, this just, it makes me so sad and I have to like stay composed because you have a drug now that has a warning label about suicidal thoughts on its label and you have women who are like sign me up and take it and I hope now that these class action lawsuits and these side effects and you know these stories of women losing their lives to be to be skinny 
is going to act as a humongous red flag. But I also worry that people just don't care and they won't listen. We're seeing an extreme risk of taking Ozempic is malnutrition. So even, you know, if if you are 200 pounds, you can still be be diagnosed as being malnutritious because if you, you know, are unable to eat and it reduces your appetite so much, then you can become malnourished. And I'm not saying that this drug is not legitimately effective. Like it clearly provides health altering weight loss. But the problem is it's being looked at as a quick fix or a way to lose a few pounds. And that is not how this drug was intended to be used. That is not the type of studies that were done for this. So there's this perception that you you take it and you lose weight and you stop taking it and then it won't come back. And that's not the case at all. Most of the weight will be regained. Like anything that you're doing temporarily, you're going to get a temporary result. So my recommendation, if you are somebody that has between five and 50 pounds to lose, you would be better off making long-term changes to your habits, to your rituals, and to your routines, to your level of exercise, rather than taking something like this. And to me, it's it's criminal to give someone a drug and not tell them they need to change their diet to lose weight. Like it's so wrong on so many levels. And to me, shame on the doctors that prescribe this medication to their patients without having a clear, you know, talk with their patients about other things that they could be doing in order to lose weight. The big concern from even doctors are saying this is they have reports of people that are just regaining their loss weight and sometimes it's even more than when they go off of the jug and i think another aspect of this that people don't realize is not all weight loss is created equal like you get health benefits from weight loss if you are reducing fat tissue while maintaining your lean muscle mass. But if your calorie intake is so low, then you're, it doesn't discriminate the type of weight that you're losing. You are going to be losing a lot of muscle mass. And there are doctors that are saying that the amount of lost muscle mass at, a, at the rate that they're losing it is extremely alarming. So you have patients losing muscle and they are slowing down their metabolism. So if you are you know, exercising and you're building up lean muscle mass, you increase your metabolic capacity, meaning that you can eat more while staying lean and it, you know, you have so many other benefits. So let's also talk about the cost of this drug. This drug at its high point is listed at $1,349 per month. Now, if you are the casual weight loss consumer, doesn't even cost you close to that to be in my program. Like you could join my program and get mentorship or hire a personal trainer, join a gym for far less than that. And about $1,500 a month can buy a lot of healthy food. So uh, I hear from people often eating healthy is expensive, but that doesn't even scratch the surface of how that, that those funds could be reallocated to your your health overall. 
The other thing, I was talking to one of my friends. She is a cosmetic um, physician's assistant. So she does like Botox and injections, um, like fillers. And one of the scariest things about this is you are losing the fat pads in your face. So I'm sure you've heard people talk about Ozempic face and you are losing these fat pads so it creates this like very hollow and deflated look normally this isn't happening until your late 40s early 60s when you are you know losing the elasticity of your skin and then you're losing the underlying fat but when you lose weight that rapidly it's going to create this like hollow sunken look that that doesn't come back. Like, so then you're looking at having to refill your face with fillers, which is not cheap either. So I don't think I need to say that I'm clearly not a fan. <laughs> I think that there are so many alternatives to Ozempic and other things that you should look at within your lifestyle before you ever consider injecting yourself with a medication that was intended for the use of people with type 2 diabetes. And even people with type 2 diabetes, I think a good physician would be recommending a lot of these things as well. So first, I would look at your overall habits, rituals, and routines. First being your consumption of calories. So if you are over consuming calories, it will lead to weight gain. So if you are say, you know, currently consuming between 2,500 and 3,000 calories and you are looking to lose body fat, you could simply reduce your calorie intake by a few hundred calories and start to see an overall loss. The other thing that I would do would be to recommend you increase your overall steps. I'm not saying you need to get 10,000 steps a day, but if you're currently averaging between two and 5,000 steps, even adding on an average of 2,000 more steps per day would initiate weight loss. I would highly recommend hiring a coach like myself to program workouts for you, and I would highly, highly recommend that you implement some type of resistance training. So someone who has never lifted weights before, simply squatting your body weight is considered resistance training. If you're somebody who's been working out, you know, previously or, you know, currently, I would look to increase the resistance that you are putting on your body via weight training or using resistance bands. I would want to look at your overall lifestyle, so how much sleep that you're getting, and all of those factors, little tweaks to those lifestyle pieces can create massive changes over time. I would also ask you, like, do you think being a certain weight on the scale will make you happy? Because what I'm here to tell you is it, it won't. If you are not happy in your life, suddenly being 20 pounds lighter will not magically solve all of your problems. Now, if you are looking to make those changes because you want it to contribute to your overall health and your overall happier lifestyle, then yes, it can be a contributing factor to happiness, but a certain number on the scale will not magically make you happy. So this is my love letter to you. Instead of trying to be a certain weight on the scale, focus on taking great care of yourself. 
commit to exercise because we are mammals and we are meant to move. I recently made a post on Instagram about how I feel like the weight loss industry bogarts exercise. And it is not the most efficient tool for fat loss. The most efficient tool for fat loss is calorie deficit, but it downplays all of the positive reasons why you should be exercising. Exercise is one of the few things that you can do to improve your overall biomarkers of health, like your cholesterol or your blood pressure, your bone density, and not lose a single pound. So you could see all of those categories improve, like say if you got blood work or you got a body scan without losing a single pound. Exercise is essential. Walking as often as you can is essential. Feeding yourself nutritious whole foods is essential. And I would commit to all of those things regardless of weight loss. And as a byproduct of your lifestyle, yes, your body can change, but that shouldn't be the only reason why you commit to a healthy lifestyle. And I think that because we live in this like Amazon Prime, instant gratification, microwave type of world, people want their results and they want them now. Where healthy weight loss is more like a crock pot than a microwave. Your results are not going to be instant. It's going to simmer over a long period of time. I have a client, for example, she lost about 35 pounds in the three month, the 90 day challenge working with me. One year later, she reached out that she was 75 pounds down. And now two years later, she is 146 pounds down. She did not inject herself with a medication. She committed to her long-term goals. She wasn't caught up with the short-term, what she could get now. She was looking at what that was going to do for her entire life. And slow weight loss is good weight loss. So if you lose four pounds in a month, so a pound per week, Someone might feel like, oh, that's not enough and it's not fast enough. But if you lose one pound a week for a year, that is 52 pounds and that is significant. So I'm encouraging you before you go and inject yourself with a medication that is now being linked to suicidal ideation, to cancer, to, you know, gastroparesis, gastroparesis, gastroparesis. I feel like I probably said that wrong earlier in this podcast. Please, please consider your overall health and the long-term side effects. Look into these class action lawsuits and these women who have lost their lives because of this drug. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Going Cat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, send me a DM, screenshot it and add it to your story. Tag me at Keep Going Cat. I love hearing your feedback and I hope you have an amazing day. Drink lots of water. I love you all. Bye.